Yo, what's up, people? I'm your host, Jay Will, and I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. This is episode 216. Truth is, I'm tired. You feel what I'm saying? I'm really tired out here on some real stuff, like all jokes aside. Uh, but I got a dope guest today. Uh, the young lady's been on the show before, uh, Selena Deal, who's a licensed therapist out of the Chicago area. So if you're interested in her story, just search through our episodes. I have to tell you exactly what number it was, but she's given like her whole like life story and share some unique um, experiences and how she got to where she is in her career. Uh, so we've done that, and today is different. I brought Selena back because I want to kick it with a professional. You feel what I'm saying? A professional that loves the Lord. And let's talk about this idea of being tired, being burnt out. It's the beginning of the year, I know. Uh, but let's be real about it. Like some of us are so ambitious and got so much going on in our life that we're constantly just trying to reach goals and reach goals. And sometimes somewhere along the way, we kind of lose sight of what's most important, which is our relationship with the Lord, as well as like, yo, like, can I rest my way to success? Do I have to be stressful? Um, is this normal? Am I tripping? So we're going to talk to Selena. We're going to kick it. You know what I'm saying? About some of those things, um, get her perspective and see what she has to say with all with the intention of helping you on your journey and walk with Christ. You know what I'm saying? And also as you trying to like walk with the Lord and be successful, balancing faith and business. So without further ado, Selena Deal, what's up? Hello, hello. Hello, everyone. Happy to be here. Welcome to the show. It's I'm excited to have you on. Um, appreciate you coming back again to inspire guys, people. Um, like I was telling the people, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, you're a professional and you got this blog, Taste and See Good Therapy. Um, I advise anybody to go check that out, which, you know, let me say this before we get started, Selena. I want to thank you publicly for giving me the opportunity to write on your blog. So that yes. was dope. No, thank you. It was your story. You and your wife's story is inspirational and we don't get it from the men's perspective often and so it was a delight to have you right on that and y'all should go read that because it was really good yeah you know what i'm saying <laughs> uh so i appreciate you um for jumping on look i was uh so i'll tell you i was reading your blog uh taste and see good therapy on taste and see good therapy.com all right i'm not gonna keep plugging it but i want people to know where to get it uh, but i was reading your blog and you did this series on rest Mm -hmm. And that's really what piqued my interest in kind of getting you here today. So can we just start off just talking like what led you to exploring that topic in particular? Yes. And I don't know what's going on with my camera. So we're just going to act like that's uh, not it's happening. <laughs> okay, cool. Great. It's all good. Um, yeah. But why <laughs> we want this to not be doing that. Um, <laughs> so what... Sorry, can't answer the can't ask the question. The again. autofocus fixed, so you good, you good. You can um, stay right here. Yeah, I just wanted to know, like, what you know, kind of sparked um, you writing this whole blog series on rest. <sighs> yeah, I have been intrigued by the concept of rest from a biblical perspective um, for some time now. Um, I did. I think I did a conference on it maybe, uh, or I presented at a conference in 2020 about it. And that's where I got the initial um, kind of like introduction to what biblical spiritual rest looks like. And then from there, I've continued 
to just in my own life and the life of my clients and the people around me see that that is an area that we really lack in and uh, kind of trying to find what is the root of it. And we all have our own, but uh, it comes down to lack of dependency on God from what I've, what my studies have shown. Um, and so since I know that that is a big part of a lot of people's lives, the lack of rest, I think it's a topic that you can't really exhaust because we will find ourselves exhausted often, especially being here on earth because um, rest here is going to be completely different than heaven. And so we have to steward what we have now rightfully because the Bible actually says that we need to take the offer of rest. And so if it's a commandment, then we we are lacking ourselves or we are not lacking ourselves but we are prohibiting ourselves to getting to a place with god if we're not taking an offering of rest that jesus offers us like it's silly not to take it but a lot of us don't why what why do you think we don't what what is our challenge with rest i would say pride um, we think that we need to, and we can do it all. Um, and so, or we're thinking if we don't do it, it's not going to get done. We're not necessarily allowing God to come in and do something while we rest. Um, but oftentimes it's within our rest that God can show himself even more because you know that you did nothing to obtain what you have. You just rested and you were still. So be still and know. And so that's a rested position. Doesn't say be active and know. Yeah. Um, but he says be still. So what does that look like? So sometimes I think it's our pride gets in the way of looking at God as someone who can work while we rest. Too proud to rest. I think that was, I don't know if that was the title of the blog, but that was one of your mm -hmm. blogs you wrote was too proud to rest. I thought it was interesting because I think that was the one where you talked about what you just mentioned, which is, which is this idea that there will always be work to do. Mm -hmm. So it's this weird balance of wanting to get done, which will never happen because that means if you're done, you have nothing to do. Exactly. Right? And trying to like be okay with the fact that there is more to do. I thought that was mm -hmm. a really interesting dynamic that I think sometimes we just kind of struggle to, even think about rest. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Do you think, do you think, and this is just me, you, I don't know if you might feel the same, but I'm wondering how you feel about the idea of just like society, right? Mm -hmm. Like making it hard to be a person that even talks about rest because that's not what gets the clicks. Rest, there, mm -hmm. rest isn't something you brag about. Like there's yeah. no way for me to show off like tonight. Like, you know, I guess if I'm like resting on a beach or something like that, but like, do you feel like society plays a part at all or am I tripping? No, I think it's it's weird because now in society we're into this, um, man, what are these sayings? My cousin just said it recently and um, I'm not, I'm not hip on all the, some of the lingo. So, I'm oh, like either. soft girl era. I think that's like soft life. I just soft heard life. about this last week. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Jermaine, we know that LA, we old, okay? We know, know, we know right. these, right. <laughs> so soft, yeah, the soft life, I think is supposed to come from a, a restful perspective of how you're living your life, if I'm getting the concept correct. Um, so I think society is trying to do it, but it's a little backwards because you feel the need to show 
that you're having this soft life. Yeah. So, so I heard it through a slightly different lens that is mm -hmm. similar, but different. I heard it through the lens specifically as like a woman that is chilling at the expense of a man. So I kind of heard it oh. in that. Yeah. But again, I don't know which is the right way. That's just the way that it was explained to me, which is similar, right? It's just the idea yep. like, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm going to rest, but I got luxury. And I think that's part of it. It's this dynamic of like, we want things, you yes. know what I'm saying? Like, even when I think about the, the struggle with rest, right? So um, I'll be transparent. Like for me, I am a, like, I'm a person that's just, I'm a consistent hard worker. I've been this way for years. Um, and not that I think hard work is wrong, but when you're a person like that, sometimes it's like you struggle with the idea of like, taking the foot off the gas and resting because you feel like you're missing mm -hmm. some level of progress that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if I'm an anomaly or if I represent maybe a majority of people who struggle with rest, but that's kind of like my mm -hmm. area of struggle of just being a person that loves progress and growth. And when it comes to me doing nothing, I can kind of just be like, how do you do nothing? Like, mm -hmm. what do you do what does nothing produce so again i think rest is this thing that we struggle with because of various reasons i'm curious though <laughs> like do you is this something you struggle with personally or is it just something that you've observed and like can you share a little bit about you know your struggle with rest for the people yeah for sure um i'm getting better but i was raised with um with a mom who I love dearly, but she had, there's six kids in the home. So she had to run it the way she ran it. And that meant that we were on a unrestful schedule often. Um, she would even close the kitchen at 10 a.m. So we had to get up and make sure we eat breakfast before 10 a.m. And okay. if we don't, then the kitchen is closed. You can't eat until lunchtime. And so just little things right. like that have been ingrained into who I am. And so, um, you know, going to undergrad and um, grad school, I still had this mentality, like, I have to keep doing something. Otherwise, I'm being unproductive. And I think my mom uh, has that mentality as well. So she just passed it on to us, unbeknownst to her that it would cause exhaustion in her children. But um, <laughs> as an adult, I started to realize that I was doing so much. And I was so tired. And so the fulfillment started to disappear because it wasn't even worth it based off how tired I was. And at the end of the day, realizing that sometimes the efforts have little to nothing to show, it's just it just makes me feel better that I'm doing something. Um, and then I'm, I'm challenged when I was preparing in 2020 for the Women's Conference about rest, I was challenged with the concept that uncertainty is the reason why I cannot rest mm. because I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm trying to prepare for something that I don't know is going to happen or not going to happen. And that's why I can't rest, but that's not something that is my job to do. Like that, that is, that is a God problem for real, for real. Right. <laughs> um, and so once I found that out and started resting in the fact that I know nothing, and I have to trust the person that knows everything, then that started, it started to come off of me a little bit. And even still 
till this day, I have to battle with the thoughts of, I need to be doing something and not doing restful activities. That makes sense. And so it's, it's a matter of like, it's trust involved, it's faith involved. Mm -hmm. And so resting is a part of that faith in the Lord that like, all right, I can take my foot off the gas and relax because Lord, I know that even with my hard work, right? It's through faith and trusting you that you are actually opening doors and you're guiding the ship anyway. And I, I think that's such an excellent point um, and, and gives us some comfort in the fact that like, yo, this God is actually in control. So this is something me and my wife kick it about often. Um, just trying to like, you know, it's like, again, because I've been such a hard worker and, and a doer and those type of things and my mm -hmm. wife as well, um, it's one of those things where you have to remind yourself too, like even your success, like don't, don't let the smooth taste fool you. Like yeah. it's very wise to stop in the midst of success and realize that, yes, I worked hard, but God gave me favor. He opened the doors. He gave me these gifts and talents. Mm -hmm. And so it's not me. And I think as much as we could tell ourselves as believers, mm -hmm. it's not me, then we can be more comfortable with resting. Yes, I have another I have a another perspective that is just going to bounce off of what you said. So I was I was writing today trying to prepare for another blog and I realized something that when it comes to especially you know New Year's resolutions and we have all these goals and they usually we have like four pillars. Humans are so we are so simple but we think we're like different. Yeah. Um we want more financial stability. We want our bodies to look better. Um, we want better relationships. Um, and that's about it. Like, that's kind of like where the success of like new year, new me, this is what I'm gonna be doing. Um, what I realized in my writing today is that that is a dying hope, which means it's going to cease to, cease to exist at some point. Like, that's a dying hope. Like all those things have to die because Jesus has to come back. And so you have to rightfully place your hope in a living hope, which is someone who has no end, something that has no end, which is Jesus. And so if you if you change the perspective, like this is a dying hope because even, even your spouse or you, or even your wife to you, one of y'all gonna die. That's a yeah. dying hope. Like you, you love them well while they're here, but someone has to go. Like this is just this is just what life is about. And so if your hope is wrapped up into all of these things and that's it, when that thing dies, you die. And that's not what Jesus died for. He didn't die for your hope to be in something that died, but something that died and then lived. And so that's him. And so um, all that to say success and everything. Yes. But that's a that's a dying hope. That is so. That is so small compared to what he wants to give you, which is a living hope. I love that dying hope versus living hope. Uh, somebody asked the question, what's up, Jen? Jen asks, did it teach you discipline? Are you talking about rest, Jen? Appreciate you as always tuning in to the show. Um, I'm assuming she's asking about um, rest. rest. Does mm -hmm. it teach us discipline? Um, maybe to trust or faith. What, what would you say generally in, in answering that? What's your thoughts around does this teach you discipline to rest? Yeah, because uh, keep the Sabbath is a commandment. 
So that's the commandment we just kind of throw out the window. Everything else we can kind of, you know, we kind of like, yeah, yeah no lying. Yeah. We're not going to no murder. Out. Right. No, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to do that. But keep the Sabbath and keep it holy. That one is not something that, but it's a commandment. But we don't, we overlook that one. And so, yes, it teaches you discipline, just like these other internal boundaries that we have with ourselves. Like, I'm not going to kill someone. I'm not gonna sleep with somebody else's spouse. I'm not like we have these internal boundaries as Christians. And so why is rest that one thing that we keep stepping over the line with? And so it does teach you discipline once you think of it like this is actually part of the the commandments that we're supposed to be following. If we say we love God. Yeah, and like you talked about that in, in your blog as well. Um, and just the fact that Jesus rested, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like that's what always hits me when when I'm struggling with resting. And again, I'm just being real. My main struggle is like, I don't know what to do. I'm a, like, like you said, I am a simple person at the end of the day. Like for me, I like winning stuff. I'm just mm -hmm. going to be real. If you gamify something, I like winning awards at work. When I was in elementary school, I still got all the awards I won. Like winning stuff makes everything worth it to me. So it's like, because I like tangible, like if I give something my time, I like to be able to quantify that it was worth it, right? Mm -hmm. And where I where I have struggled, and, and I'm saying struggle as a necessary struggle because this is something I've been intentionally working on at the same time, but I'm just being honest. Where I struggle is where do I find the incentive and rest? And I'm not saying that there's not incentive there. That's That's a rhetorical question from the standpoint of like, Meaning I have to change how I'm looking at an incentive. Whereas mm -hmm. like a lot of my other things that I'm doing, it's a physical thing I can quantify. Whereas rest is really spiritual. Mm -hmm. It's like, even if you look at fitness or health, it's like rest, like you need to rest more. And when I read yeah. that, I'm like, all right, what's more? Is it an hour? Is it doing nothing? You know, so yeah. it, it can be a tricky thing. I think that's why people might struggle with and like you said, skip past the commandment, because I don't think we ever stop too often to actually figure out how do I apply this particular commandment? Mm -hmm. So can you tell us like from your perspective, and it's just an example, this might look different for a lot of people. What does rest even look like in your mind? Yeah, and it's, it is going to look different for a lot of people. Um, it is something that is fighting against productivity for you. That's that's the simplest form of it. And so for me, um, that looks like not checking my email first thing in the morning, um, not looking at Instagram first thing in the morning, but trying to, and I'm, I'm saying trying because it's a fight, um, to do something that's fighting against productivity. So that means I'm going to sit, I'm going to make my London fog, and I'm going, like, I'm doing slow things, and I'm going to read a book. I'm going to have a slow start to my day because it fights productivity. I have so much time to be productive if God gives me grace. So I can also use some time to rest, even if it's 45 minutes in the morning. Um, because even thinking about how you're, can you imagine? So if this is, to me, like this is like a, it's like a metaphor or a visualization of, you waking up and the first thing you start doing is like a whole bunch of pull-ups because you're like oh gotta be productive so that's like what you're doing to your body so like when you're thinking about your mind 
why do you why do you start at a 10 and another thing i do a lot of scaling with myself and with my clients because it helps to put things in perspective and so you already know that your day especially with people like you have a job let's say you have a spouse let's say you have children whatever it, it may be you already know that most of the time you're going to be heightened throughout your day at some point like something something's going to happen and so if we can just start our day at a two that means that we'll probably get up to a seven like that's the highest and that's not the worst but a lot of times we start at a five and then now we're at a ten and we're ruining things like when we come home like you're you're mad at people you're talking to people crazy and because you started your day out of five but if you could consciously think like how can i start my day at a two today like what would that look like am i going to take a walk and just breathe like what is it and so um scaling it i think is a is a big thing that can help us all to fight that productivity and to rest as well slowing it down i like that like that's it's this weird i don't know i got this thing that i say to myself in my head randomly sometimes like slow it down like it's a way that i say slow it's really dumb but um, I think I think that's that's valuable, especially for me, because you said th- doing things that fight productivity like that is just yeah, I just feel like you punch me in the stomach on that one, because at the end of the day, like I said, I am so like centered around being productive. I don't know why it's probably like some if you go through. I'm sure there's reasons, mm-hmm. right? Like I can for pull sure. some stuff through my childhood of like, why do you want to be so productive or whatever? But just finding comfort and peace and doing those things that fight productivity, like that's something I'm going to take away from this conversation for myself of like, yo, just just fight it. And so as an example for me, I've been mostly off social media for about six to eight weeks now. Right. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's just like I was finding myself like and I've been like a person that like have boundaries with scrolling and stuff like that. So I've barely scrolled my timeline, Mm -hmm. but it's just like, I'm like, I just waste random time. Like even me and my brothers and friends, they sending me funny videos and stuff. I'm like, I just waste a lot of times and I'm doing that first. So like Mm -hmm. you said, I think it's like, um, finding purposeful things that you can do to rest. Cause Mm -hmm. as we're having this conversation, you said some things, read a book, you know, drink some hot chocolate or something later, relax, mm-hmm. stretch. Mm-hmm. And I think we just have to be purposeful, at least in my mind, it's like, I want to be productive. So I almost have to view resting as like, be purposeful with your rest. Cause I'm yeah. going to be honest and saying all of that to say, I think what I really struggle with with rest is that I sometimes don't see the line between resting and wasting time as a blur for me. And I mm. don't like to waste time. So, mm-hmm. um, but doing things to fight productivity, I'm definitely going to take that away from this. That was dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people look at rest as a waste of time. Um, and so we can, we can just name everything that's a waste of time then. <laughs> like if we, if we really want to, um, but it's something that you need. And that's, that's what God said. He said that this is an offer. And the truth is, it doesn't sound like you're not going to get into heaven if you don't rest. Um, But um, I was speaking um, somewhere and the thought came to me that rest here on earth is you operating in his grace. And then rest in heaven is you operating in his glory. 
And so either way, for us to fall short of his grace, because we are too prideful to do that, that's 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 hurting us. Like, I don't think right. God, I don't think he's going to take you out of heaven if you don't rest. However, why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Um, and there's for me. Right. Like, so I, let me see how I can um, say this. I always, I'm sorry, I have to pause before I get transparent, mostly because I try to make sure I'm not about to say something that involves oh, yeah. uh, people or my work life um, direct, that is like now and not the past. But I'll sure. say this. Um, in the last year, I really struggled. I actually did a, uh, I did an episode called He Saw the Stress in Me. And I was at this super stress um, point last year. And a lot of it was just around business, you know what I mean, working um, at a high level in sales and, and, and account management and things like that. And I found myself in a place where the stress is what actually made the rest serious to me. So mm. it was like, I started getting stressful at a level that I don't typically get to. Mm -hmm. And it led me to like getting back in the gym. And that's why I'm, I'm in this process. I've been in it probably the last four to five months of like, kind of recalibrating and refocusing things that matter where where I should be putting my time. But how does somebody prevent like getting to like a dangerous space of like stress or health mm -hmm. issues um, mm -hmm. and kind of see this before it gets there? Because I don't know, I feel like at least sometimes myself included, it feels like we wait until stuff get too bad yeah. to like take action on it. Yeah. You have to be mindful of your body. And so, again, that scaling piece is is a tool that I use because you can check in with your whole body with the scaling. Like, you can like, okay, we were talking about back pain earlier. So, like, okay, my back, my back is out of six today. So, what does that mean? We're not going to be lifting weights today because why am I going to exasperate that? Like, it hurts. So, I'm not going to do it. Um, yeah. And so just being mindful and aware of your body is the first step to me. And so, and also thinking about <clears throat> knowing that you may be going into a stressful season of life. And so preparing for that season of life, like if you get a promotion and, you know, you already made the decision, this is something that I'm going to do. And so if that is the case, you have to count your loss. Like, what are you going to lose with taking this offer? And then what am I going to do to make sure that I don't lose my mind while I'm doing this? Same thing, like, if, if people get a newborn puppy or, or baby, like, you're going to lose something. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't going to so be sleeping that much, right? You're not sleeping. You're you're changing diapers. It's just too, it's a lot going on. You're going outside to make sure the puppy uses the bathroom every two seconds. So right. <laughs> staying, staying inside of your body and knowing like okay what do i have coming up what do i need to do today how do i feel and progressing that way the hope is that you're in tune enough once you continue to practice you're in tune enough to know that okay i'm at a level where i'm about to like burn out and i i could have a panic attack um for me oftentimes like something in my body is just shaking like either it's my leg or like my shoulders twitching and i need to go and walk and once i walk and that's kind of my that's how i relax myself if i walk in nature i'm calm enough to now make a decision that's the other thing don't make decisions when you're in that like seven to ten threshold 
Um, Cause things that's usually in my head, that's where people end up going to jail. I mean, this is a, this is a theory that I have in my head, but <laughs> seriously, it. seriously. Cause when we make decisions from a very stressed or high emotional state, an unrested state, our decisions are usually garbage. That's facts. I, I read, um, I want to say it was Jordan Peterson's 12 rules of life where I read this, but he actually talked about that. If I'm correct about the book, I read it in. Uh, he talked about the idea of like most people in prison. And again, don't quote me. I'm not going to say no percentages or nothing. Cause this mm -hmm. was a couple years ago that I read it, but it was like most of the people in prison are spending, like most of the people spending their life in prison, like 30 years plus are because it's because of a decision they made in 15 seconds. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, don't let 15 seconds ruin the rest of your life. Yeah. And I think to your point, if we think of it through the, through it that way of like not making decisions while you stressed and relaxing, it's funny because I've actually had a couple conversations this week and I'm not going to go into detail because one of the people I talked to was like, man, you're going to be talking about this on your podcast. I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not Actually, make it a topic. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's happening right now. But it's just funny because I talked to a couple people this week and it was like, it was just that, even though I wasn't thinking through it that way. It was like, don't make that decision now. Mm -hmm. Like sleep on that. And I think, mm -hmm. again, rest on that. Sometimes we have to know like when to just chill and yep. not be hasty. Because yep. when you get stressed, I, I think that's the, the reason I brought up stress is because when you have a lack of rest, and it kind of throws a lot of things out of whack. And like you said, you coming home, you mad at people that ain't did nothing to you. And you're right. just different. And I I found myself in some ways, not necessarily like lashing out at people, but I found myself last year dealing with a level of stress. And I was like, whoa, like I was telling mm -hmm. my wife, I'm like, I legit don't, this don't feel like me. Now, thank God, um, since then that has changed. Some things have changed. Um, and it's funny, you talked about a season. Those The last two years felt like that for me, like that season mm -hmm. that I had to get through that maybe I didn't properly assess. Mm -hmm. um, but I got through that now. And I'm just trying to now, and this might be maybe another, I guess, topic of dis discussion. The weird thing I'm dealing with now, Selena, is like now that I have kind of changed and reevaluated everything, mm -hmm. it's being okay with the calmness. Mm -hmm. like it's cool you're mm -hmm. not stressed because you could be stressed for so long that that becomes normal to you yeah and you almost like am i good that i'm not stressed and it's like mm -hmm. yeah not being stressed is normal mm -hmm. you know? so i don't know how you feel if you ever come across people that you know or something that they live in such a high-paced life or fast life that they're that like calm things make them uncomfortable but i i know people like that and i've struggled with that at different points in my life yeah, for sure. Even even with my own life, feeling like if if everything's cool, something ain't right. Yeah. And I'm wondering when you were saying that, I'm wondering if that's I, I look at everything from a spiritual lens. I'm wondering if that is that is a mindset that the enemy utilizes to keep you productive and keep you from entering into the rest. Because if you continue to think if everything is calm, if God gives you the grace to have a calm season, a calm day, and that's not like you, you're thinking something is wrong. It's so backwards. And that's what the enemy, he just makes everything backwards. And I'm wondering if that's 
part of it. And of course it is because, I mean, we have a we have an enemy that is prowling on us day to day. And so if he can come for something that you're not even thinking of as spiritual, it's over. That's facts. No, and I'm not going to deny that because I think it's a good point. Um, and again, like for me, it's like you, I, I'll say it this way, like, all right, I grew up in in the hood in Detroit, right? So there's this this period of life where you grind and you working hard because you trying to get out. Like you trying mm -hmm. to make sure that you make something of your life or maybe you grinding at one point because it's like, oh, I'm saving money to get a house or whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's this weird thing, you know, I've, I've experienced this at different times in life where there's this balance of like being satisfied and thankful and grateful when you achieve something but then on the other side, realizing that achieving the thing doesn't solve everything. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the rest being necessary really is maybe evident or has been in my life. Cause it's like, Oh, you can get a certain car or whatever, um, whatever, just examples, mm -hmm. not saying mm -hmm. I got anything, but like you could get things and then you get them and you're like, Oh, I get it. It's just still a car. Yeah. Like, it doesn't solve like, life yeah. you know what i'm saying and so i yeah. think that's where i'm also seeing that like it's okay to rest maybe you had to grind to get to a certain point but mm -hmm. don't allow yourself to be in a loop mm -hmm. and maybe yep. you gotta rest and then grind again for something else and rest but yep. the rest is important yep a hundred percent i think this the sabbath that god he modeled that so well like he worked then rested like the bible says we gotta do both it's it's clear like you gotta work yeah and you have to rest and so learning what that balance is for you and making sure that you are doing both well and if you need direction in that asking him like god i'm struggling with figuring out how to balance this rest thing um help me figure this out because i want to see what it feels like to be rested in you and be productive from a place of rest rather than being exhausted. And that's what's causing me to rest or burnout or whatever it is. Like, we don't want to get to that point every time. That's facts. I see y'all in the comments. What up, Jen said, if God needed rest, why wouldn't we? That is straight facts. Period. And Gina says, team balance. That's right, Gina. I see Absolutely. you on Facebook on the road in your truck posting stuff. So, um, it's good to know that you're getting some rest. You always post some nice sceneries and stuff too. Um, you know, I think when we when we think about rest, there's there's another aspect, and you said it like you make um you think of things through a spiritual lens. That's perfectly fine with me. I'm the same way. Sometimes I'm like, I'm too deep, I know. But um I I wonder too if there's an aspect of working hard outside of the will of God. Where sometimes it's like, you just tired because you ain't even doing what God wants you to do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because like we can be yeah. working hard. And I've experienced both of these, so I'm not pointing a finger at anyone. But okay. it's like times where when I'm working on things and I know this is what the Lord wants me to be doing, that doesn't come with the stress a lot of times. Yep. But it's yep. when you start taking a wheel and being like, I'm doing this thing. And especially if you haven't even you know, try to view your life through the lens of uh, salvation through Christ, then sometimes mm -hmm. you might not know. It's like, man, you carrying burdens that's not even yours. Yeah. When you said that, I don't know why, but the visual came up of someone trying to make someone their wife so bad. 
and got it, like and nothing's working out and you're like exhausted <laughs> pursuing this person and it's like it's it's not for you it's wow. not for you and can can you accept that it's not for you and that's another i'm reading this book um called shattered dreams and i can't remember who the um author is i think it's tony crab or something like that but he talks about shattered shattered dreams and being okay with the fact that the things that you desire may not happen. Like Ooh. the things that you hold so dearly may not happen. And I'm like, no, they're gonna happen. <laughs> right, like, yeah, I agree, but it's gonna happen. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. And so thinking about you be okay with all the dreams that you have in your mind, and this is, again, in your mind, unless God has promised you these things, which sometimes it's hard to confirm that until it happens. Facts. How, how can you live a life pleasing to God, a rested life, and still hold, open your hands with, with your life and saying, whatever happens, I'm going to pursue what I believe you want me to pursue, but whatever happens, God, it's in your will. And now, and he also mentioned how Jesus, when it came to the point where he was about to be crucified, even Jesus was like, if there's another way. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like, so we could ask, we could ask God, if there's another way. Right, right. I would like to take that option, but if that is not your will, I would submit to that. And that's what yeah. we have to come back to every time with all these hopes and dreams, like this this dying hope, I'm gonna hold fast to that, even though like success and money and relationships, I get it, health, I get it, but it's a dying hope. If those things never happen, are you okay? Because that is the will of God. That's his will for your life. Are you okay with that? And some of us got to look in the mirror like, not, not really. Right. <laughs> not and really. figure out how to get there. Yeah, it's hard. That's dope. Like, like I literally, as you're, as you're saying that, I'm thinking like, like, it's okay. And I think it reminds me of contentment, I guess. Mm -hmm. And like, in our pursuit of ambition and success, we have to be content with where God wants us at, you know? And yeah. if I haven't seen nothing else I've seen in this life that there's always more to get, right? Um, and meaning this temporary more on this earth, like there's more. So like you can go and make a hundred million dollars and yeah. then go to a certain place and then there's the guy or girl that's worth 500 million and in that setting, they're the men, they the girl, like they they are the ones that everybody's gravitating to. And I think sometimes when you're when you're climbing, right? So I'll speak, you know, again, I so that I'm not talking about other people. I try to speak from a personal standpoint mm -hmm. of like I've been climbing a corporate ladder for for years. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, by the grace of God, I made it to the executive level. And it's funny, like there's two things that kind of happen for me is like you get to be an executive and then you realize like, well, there's levels to this too. So it's kind of like you go to, from like being at the bottom and like, oh, I'm going I'm to be an executive. I'm going to get to this level. And then you like work up, work up and you get there and then you realize like, oh, I'm like the, 
I'm the baby in the room of executives. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like, dang, yep. they getting this kind of money or they doing that. And mm -hmm. so what I'm learning through that process is being okay with where God wants me and understanding there is always going to be someone mm -hmm. that is higher, that has more. And so I have to be careful not to, not to be pursuing someone else's blessing. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. And if you think about it, it's the cycle of life. Like going back to school, you thought once you were, uh, eighth grade yeah i'm at the top now you gotta be a freshman again all right yeah. cool then you're a senior in high school now you're a freshman again and then you graduate let's say you go to grad school you're the new person in class again so we're it's new and then you go into your job you're the new person again it's going to continue to happen and so you're right contentment is the greatest gift that you can take hold of that god gives us because in these seasons where you're going to be the new person are you going to continue to pursue something, somebody else's dream that God doesn't have for you? Or you're going to look at what you have and say, I'm good where I am. I love it. It's such a it's such a balancing act because then I think about the other side of like making sure like, all right, this anything can become an idol. It's crazy, right? Like anything. hard work can become an idol, but then like laziness could become an idol. And it makes me think of like Ecclesiastes. That's why I like Ecclesiastes, I can just, I, I can get it personally. Um, you know, there's a time for everything. Like, and sometimes I think that can be a challenge for us when we're reading the Bible and we're seeing these different sides of the coin. We can mm -hmm. be like, well, how can God do this and then do that? When it's really like, that's kind of life. It's this mm -hmm. balancing act between all of these polarizing ideas and trying not to allow yourself to go too far over here and I'm lazy and now I'm not even doing the work that God wants me to do. And then I go so far over here that all I'm doing is working. I've lost everything mm -hmm. else that God wants for me. But some you said earlier reminded me of Jonah um, mm. because you talked about not getting what you want sometimes. Right. Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. Jonah did not want to go to Nineveh. <laughs> Like at all to the point where he went into the opposite direction to Tarshish. Like he went, he didn't just not go where God wanted him to go. He went in the exact opposite <laughs> direction. Yeah. But it created all of this turmoil. Mm -hmm. And it was really like, it was really rooted in the fact that he didn't want that. So when you, when you said that we have to be okay sometimes with the fact that God don't, that shattered dreams, like God don't even want that for you, bro. Like, mm, mm -hmm. that's tough what what pointers would you have for somebody that struggled with that idea the whole idea of like you know i want to be this and you see celebrities say like oh there is no plan b this is my only option and then you get to a <laughs> yeah. point and it don't happen how does somebody how does somebody gain contentment if they're not content this is such a boring answer um <laughs> seek god talk to him continually um, and the reason I'm saying that is because he will speak to you if you open yourself to listening. And I think the lack of rest also closes you off to listening to God because you're doing so much. How do you have time to listen? You're listening to everything else but him. And so that could be another slow start to your morning. I'm going to intentionally try to listen to God. And so seeking him 
the hope is that seeking him, well, if you if you still don't get answers, because I don't know about anybody else, but sometimes, you know, it's silent. Sometimes you're not getting nothing. So you're like, all right, well, I was looking for an answer. Didn't get it. Cool. Now I'm just going to keep trying to pursue what I believe you want me to do. Um, but the hope is that if you don't get an answer, you're resting in his presence regardless. I'd rather not, I'd rather be, uh, and I don't know anything anyway, but I'd rather not know something and be rested in his presence than not know something outside of his presence and unrested. That is my preference personally. And so seeking God, I would say that's, that's the, that's the advice. And what that can look like, tangible steps to do that, obviously praying, but genuinely praying, like having a conversation with him and then taking time to try to be silent, to listen to him. Um, I will also say surrounding yourself with people who remind you of God. So I always reference my pop-up. That is, that is someone who I know is going to talk about God at some point. We may talk about everything else, but we're going to come back to God. So sometimes God is speaking through other people. That's why you have to keep these people close to you. Even listening to music, gospel music, Christian music, keeping yourself just in the presence of him because you're fighting against something often. And we have to be, we have to be aware that every minute of every day, the enemy is going to try to implant some type of thought. It is what it is. And so if that is the case, do what you can to fight to fight it, I guess, subconsciously until the conscious battle comes up. Because we know when the conscious one is here. We know that it's here. Yeah, the, sub, the, the subconscious ones are a little bit more sneakier. And so that's why you do the things that you can and the things that you can do often. I can pray often. I can talk to people who know him often. I can listen to music often. But when the big battles come, yeah, we're calling, um, what is it in? And football audibles? I don't know. Yeah, there you go. Auto, oh, you got a football reference in? That's what's up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, seeking God. I love that because, like you said, like sometimes we can, it sounds simple, but it's really not because sometimes you can be so busy. I've been guilty of that before where I'm mm -hmm. doing everything else and then I've gotten away from the foundational things and seeking him and giving him his time daily. And I think you know, part of this discussion for me, and I'm hoping that people take away is like, we all have things that we can work on in this area. So this is not a finger pointing contest and like, mm -hmm. you're more wrong than I am, or the next person is most wrong. It's like I always say, we got to look in the mirror before we look out the window. And mm -hmm. a lot of times looking in the mirror is tough and being like, okay, I got to work on A, B, and C. But part of this life, like you said, like, this isn't heaven. So yeah. while you're here, you're going to always have to be kind of like preventative maintenance. You know what I mean? Yep. That's that yep. like that's the approach of like doing things as best you can to prevent mm -hmm. and keep yourself cool while mm -hmm. also understanding that sometimes you may, um, you know, fall short in the area and you got to pick yourself and dust yourself off and trust God and, and, and kind of start over. But yeah, that's, I don't know, this, this idea of rest, it, for me, just from a time and perspective, um, it feels so fitting, especially to start the year. Cause we usually, yeah. like you talked about the scales and stuff. Like we usually start the year on 10. 100%. Yep. 
And it's like, we need to slow it down. Like, yep. especially, let's be real, coming out of the last, you know, few years, pandemic, inflation, and um, I think that's why I talk about society sometimes. There is so much stuff, like social media, you know, the news, whatever. It's just stuff being thrown at us every day. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I know for me, I'm like, I have to admit, like, bro, I can't. I can't even handle half of the stories people say every day. Like, yeah, I don't even know lot. what to do with it. I'm trying to process, you know, this agency I'm dealing with over here, this project I got to work on for work. So, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. Any, any, um, this has been great. So I appreciate it. And before we go, I do want to um, talk a little bit more about your blog um, specifically mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, tell people about it. But before we go, do you have like any kind of final thought, not final, final, but, you know, like thoughts of the day that you would like people to take away from this conversation and idea of rest? Yeah, <clears throat> I would say that um, we are jars of clay. So that means we're being molded often. And so if you look into, I believe it's the book of Jeremiah, where he goes to Potter House, if that's wrong, then it's wrong. Um, or Isaiah, it's Isaiah. Um, okay. I Since we are we are being molded often. And so you get to you get to decide how you're going to be molded in this life. And so if you're just thinking of something something of clay made so unrestfully, everything's everywhere. It's it's uneven. All like all of this is happening. But if you allow yourself to be molded by the potter, if you if you're rested on the wheel, that that's like what the it's made on a <laughs> made on this right. wheel thing if you allow yourself to be rested on the wheel and not combat the potter it's such an easier molding process and either way it ain't gonna be easy but it's easier when you're allowing yourself to just let go and let god like pj Moore and and them said um and so <laughs> what i what i all i want to say is that think of your body your soul as a jar of clay that is being molded often and you get to decide how the potter is going to mold you. And the truth is, he's not going to do anything without your permission because he's a gracious God. He's not going to overbear you. You have to allow it. And so allow it. Like, what is what do you lose if you rest? Hmm. I like that. I'm going to uh, let's go to a comment before we get out of here. Jen also says it feels like that's why God wants us to surrender to his will. Because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. It takes a load off us. Yes, just keep seeking him. Love that. Thank you, Jen. Now that's right, right in the line uh, with what you're saying, Selena. So before we get out of here, you know what I'm saying? If y'all like me and have enjoyed uh, this conversation with Selena, I am going to go. I'm going to go to the blog real quick. You feel Ooh, me? Okay. Let's go. We're going to check out, check out this blog. This is uh, tasteandseegoodtherapy.com. Y'all can see that. And look, you can subscribe. It's a prompt. But look, this this is really dope. Um, I really think people should check it out. Um, you have a lot of other topics. This is These are the last three that we talked about. Too proud mm-hmm. to rest. Rest in clay. Why so tired? So read those for a little more insight. But I'm just scrolling so people can see a little bit of the exploring a, i don't know Ooh, i might have to get you back to talk about that the somber <laughs> okay. season you see the type of topics look um from me from a personal perspective you know when i think about needing to surround myself with godly content that is mm-hmm. relevant for my life 
Um, this blog is something that I'm telling you has, it does that. Like some mornings I just, you know, tap in and read it. And a lot of times it's interesting to hear a different perspective, a mm -hmm. professional perspective. Um, and I take things away from it. So I would encourage anybody to check out Taste and See Good Therapy. Yeah, keep going to yours. Mm -hmm. Ah, there we go. The favorite father. Go. I wasn't going to say it, but y'all check out this one that, you know what I'm saying, that I was um, able to write. Um, and I, I really loved um, your feedback. Um, you did mm -hmm. one that was feedback on here. That, that really blessed me. So um, thank you again for that opportunity. But anything that you want to say about Taste and See Good Therapy or where people can find and locate you, um, you know, beyond this interview. Yeah. So Taste of Secret Therapy, that is my blog. Um, feel free to go in there and um, look through the topics. This year, um, through the blog, I'm going to take a different approach and I'm going to do a lot of um, more quotes on my Instagram for like a morning taste. That's what I kind of want to name it, kind of keep going okay. off of Taste and See. Um, and so, if you want some like daily devotional thoughts or prompts to like go throughout your day, um, you can follow me on Instagram. That's why I'll be doing some of that. And the blog is still going to be blogging. I'm going to be writing. It's not going to be weekly um, or yeah, it's not going to be weekly. I'm not sure it might be bi-weekly or something like that, but um, I'm always going to be talking about a Christian centered perspective on mental health. That's kind of what my thing is. And so um, the hope is that you find something in there that is good for you. If you need a therapist, hit me up. I know people on people on people. Um, and so I think that is, I think that's it. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, Jermaine, you are such a blessing to the Christian community. And I'm looking forward to what God is going to do in you while you are rested. I bet you he'll do the most while you're rested rather than when you're unrested. So I'm praying I appreciate that for it. you. No, thank you. I appreciate it, Selena. The feeling is mutual. Love what you're doing. Um, and like, you know, I'm going to find a way to get you back on Inspire Guys People again. These are uh, rich conversations, you know, and, and we need them. Like we need conversations. There's so much craziness going on in the world. I feel like as believers, we should be leaders. We should be leading conversations, leading um, trends and not following just whatever the world is talking about so that we can get a whole bunch of extra clicks and you know, and be relevant from a worldly perspective. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I love uh, what you're doing in Taste and See Good Therapy. So thanks. And you know what I'm saying? Like I told you before we got on here, um, I'll be following up with you um, and, and getting on your nerves and uh, trying to figure out a better way to, uh, to connect. So thank you so much. All right. Thank you. All right. See you. All right, guys, people, that was Selena Deal from tasteandseegoodtherapy.com. Uh, enjoyed that conversation with Selena. It was a blessing to me selfishly. You know what I'm saying? I read the blog. So whenever I'm a fan of something and I can get the person uh, on the podcast, you know what I'm saying? I try to use this podcast for that because I know that or I think that if it's blessing me, that it's blessing you. So thank you all so much for watching and y'all have an amazing, amazing, amazing day. All right. That was.